Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast, which you should obviously subscribe to on iTunes. Why wouldn't you? Come on. Easy. On today's show, Manitoba's provincial champion, under-16 girls volleyball, just went to nationals and won the whole thing. You'll hear from their head coach about that great accomplishment. Also, Bob Irving from Bombers Training Camp talked to lineman Michael Couture. And I'll talk to Felix Tessier, who's a badminton player taking part in the under-23 nationals this week in Winnipeg. That's on the podcast. Manitoba's under-16 girls volleyball champs went to nationals this past weekend in Regina. And you know what they did? They won the whole dang thing. Here to talk about the enormous accomplishment is head coach Bruce Borowski. Bruce, congratulations. What were your expectations heading into nationals? We expected to win. We were confident. We we thought these girls were were prepared well. Uh, we knew they were talented. And we also knew what was out there. Um, we knew it would be tough, but we were confident that we could win this. That was actually never a doubt, really. And then it just comes to, you know, a few points here and there between winning and losing. And we got fortunate on a few, so it worked out. Now to the outside observer, they'll see that you were seeded eighth overall and would say, oh, well, that's pretty confident for an eight seed. But did the seeding really matter (laughs) then? The seeding actually doesn't matter uh, as much as people think at Volleyball Canada Nationals. It goes from the previous year. So uh, in the previous year at 15U, there was... Eight of the top ten finishers were from Ontario. Six of the eight quarterfinalists were from Ontario. That is why they got the first six seeds. Um, so that they're all good. There's no question about it. But it probably Manitoba, Alberta should probably slot in at worst at five or six, in my opinion. The top four in Ontario, they're tough to deal with. They're always t- tough to deal with. How do you qualify for nationals at the club level? At the club level, what what happens is you play um, in your provincial championships. And to be able to play in your provincial championships, you have to play in at least two sanctioned events by Volleyball Manitoba at your own age category. Once you do that, you play in provincials. And where you slot in at nationals is based on how you finish at provincials. So in this season... Only the top three finishers played in Division One at nationals, and Division One consists of 32 teams. Actually, almost all divisions can consist of 32 teams. There was at least four, so there was at least 128 teams there this year. I don't really keep track simply because we just are concerned with our own division. Tell me about how the weekend went. Obviously, national champions, but what was the journey there like? Um. Getting there was uh, it was just a very unusual year for us, actually, um, through some some crazy things that happened. But uh, we have some girls. We have a lot of girls from from outside the city limits. Uh, the winter conditions were tough to get to practice to, and I had some personal issues myself. So it it was tough getting them all to practice together. I believe that we only had twelve or thirteen practices where we were, had all of the girls together and healthy. Um, so that was a tough start. But then when you get to nationals, um, we played pretty decently. Day one, usually for the top seeds, you might have one tough match out of the three. Uh, and that's the way it actually panned out for us. 
And it's very important you win them all because it sets you up in the second day. You can either get, if you finish first in your pool, you tend to get an easier, it's called a power pool. Um, you tend to get an easier power pool. If you finish second, you tend to get a tougher one. So we won the first day. And then the second day, um, we won our first two matches. And then we played the number one team in Ontario, which a lot of times people feel is the number one team in the country. And we beat them in three sets. And I think we just surprised them because I don't think they really expected us to be able to compete. And that was the team we ended up actually playing in the finals. And this time, this time they did take us a little more seriously, I think, but we just, we got fortunate to, to just squeak it out in the third set. So it was uh, pretty exciting. So to be a national champion, have you been to this point before? Uh, yes, actually, we two years ago at the 14U age level. So not a true national champion because at the 14U age level, you have um, most every year, there's a Western Championships, an Eastern Championships, and a Maritime Championships. For cost reasons and stuff, usually you'll only go to the Westerns. So two years ago, we played at the 14U Provincials. We won that. And then we went to the 14U Nationals and we won that. So we've been there before, but not all of the girls on our team this year have been before. Only um, There were only four returning players from last year. And only four of them, or three of them, only three of them had won at 14U. The rest of them, we won provincials at 15U, but did not play exceedingly well at nationals and finished 10th or 11th when we were at 15U. So this this was an experience for a lot of the girls that was new, um, and we were happy to be able to certainly provide them with an opportunity to win a provincial and a national championship. It's It gets tougher and tougher as you get older and older. The size and the strength of teams from Ontario, Alberta, and B.C., um, become a little more tough to deal with. So pile that all together and then add in the fact that, like you mentioned, that players hardly practice together very often this season. How special does that make this championship? It makes it very special, uh, very, very special. But uh, the only people that are going to know that are the kids themselves, the parents of those kids, um, and us. It's it's. So you, when, when you don't have your whole team there, you're still working on a lot of things, and it's, it's still great. Um, and when you only have six or seven, there's a lot more individual repetitions that you're working on, which helps them. But to play and to function as a team with all the things you need to do, you obviously want them together more than that, but that's life. So heading into that with this, this is probably by far the – most impressive, most special situation. It's it's just as as feels just as good as the one at fourteen U, but this one we know was tougher, and so it feels just a little different. Not not so much better, but different. Very satisfying. How long have you been coaching volleyball? Uh, as a head coach, not very long. Um, probably this is my fourth year as a head coach, uh, but assistant coaching, helping out with my kids' teams and um, nieces' teams, 
probably for a while. I would say maybe eight to ten years, somewhere along that. How much is volleyball a family endeavor for you? Uh, very much so. Um, my certainly my oldest sister played Canada Games, University of Manitoba, so she played uh, for a coach named Mike Burchuk, and they were very successful at Canada Games. She played at U of M. Then my second sister, my second, well, the sister that's one year older than me, played for Mike for five years and won five national championships. She played junior national team. She played national team. So with that, for me, I was just an average high school player. (laughs) But all of our kids and stuff, we just kept on going and going and going. So my coaching staff consists of my daughter, my son, and my son-in-law. And it has for the last three years. And that, without them, we don't win, um, period. And that's another thing that most people on the outside don't understand. Having three other bodies that know the game and that can do what I ask them to do in regards to hitting and serving, blocking, um, making the players do certain things, hitting to certain spots. It's very, very important. And if we don't have that, we can't compete at the national level. We just can't. And I'll leave you off with this. How special additionally does it make this then that you're be able to experience this with your kids? There's, uh, there's actually really no way to describe it. Um, it's been a fantastic three years with them, even in the tougher times when you're not performing very well at the national level, like last year, it is just, it's great having them around. And I, you know what, I probably won't be able to even answer that question fully until we stop coaching. And then you really, really realize what it meant, what it knows, what, what, what it means to have them around all the time. Um, with you and and they love the sport as well and hopefully they continue on when i decide to stop doing it so it's very 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 special for sure well bruce congratulations on the win best of luck going forward and thanks again for talking to me tonight thank you very much Kristen. take care and have a great evening Head back to bombers training camp michael couture the odds on favorite to replace retired matthias gosen as the Blue Bombers starting center, although Cody Speller will also challenge for that spot. Bob Irving spoke with Couture after today's training camp session wrapped up. What have the last six months, Michael Couture, been like for you? Uh, went back to Vancouver, um, rented an apartment with one of my good buddies from high school, and uh, spent a lot of time in the gym, on the field, uh, on the iPad, watching film, and uh Actually took some time out, took 10 weeks, two nights a week, and started training some uh, some high school linemen and doing that kind of thing. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Your training, did you focus on anything in particular? Uh, well, to be honest, I took a lot more center-style uh, reps. Yeah. Snapped the ball every other day. So if any, the biggest change probably would have been would have been that. When did you find out that Matthias Gosen was not going to be coming back? Uh, I don't remember... The exact date or anything, but it was pretty early on in the offseason. I mean, I've known Goose since I was 18, so um, I think I was one of the first guys that he probably told around the locker room. He kind of, I was asking him what was going on, what were you, he was thinking for next year because he was also kind of a free agent. So, and then he gave me a shout and kind of let me know it wasn't a done deal at the time, but yeah. yeah. Were you surprised? Um, I knew it was something that he was eventually going to want to get into. Um, 
but uh, maybe a bit. But I mean, the time was right for him, and sure. you know he's able to go back and and be in uh, the province where he's from, and so I'm very happy for him. Presents a real opportunity for you, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So trying to make the most of that. Lots of talk in the off season that you are now the guy who's got the inside track on that spot. Do you see it that way, Michael? Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I definitely have not taken taken the crown yet, I guess you can say, but uh, something I'm definitely working towards, and I'm going to make the most of my reps throughout this camp and see where it goes. Since I've been here, I've been getting reps at all five spots. So being able to learn uh, how the O-line room works through each spot has you know, kind of helped me for, for this challenge. So. The shotgun snap, is that a challenge? No. 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 <laughs> I'm good on that. I, I got enough reps this offseason um, that I'm, I'm fairly confident in my abilities. The team was so close last year to breaking through to that Grey Cup appearance. Do you have a, a real good sense about this coming season? I mean, there's different pieces. Uh, a good core of us are still here, so it's just going to be the same goal in mind and take it day by day. And... Uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. I know a lot of people see Winnipeg as kind of the, maybe not the team to beat, but a, a top contender in the West. Is that fair? Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I definitely believe so. Um, you know, you got to have that mindset going into every game, into every practice, every rep. So um, if everybody's doing their job to the best of their abilities, I mean, it'll be pretty hard to stop. 2019 Canadian under 23 and junior championships for badminton underway right here in Winnipeg. Lots of players from right here in Winnipeg and from across the country meeting to decide national supremacy. One of Manitoba's hopefuls, 20-year-old Felix Tessier, one of the higher seeds on the men's side. And Felix joins us now. Felix, I know it's early in the tournament, but how's it gone for you so far? Uh, so far, it's been going good. Um, I've only played one match so far in singles, and I actually ended up winning that one. So, so far, so good. For those who may not know, let's go kind of big picture here. How often is this tournament, and is it ever in Winnipeg, or does it kind of rotate? Uh, well, this tournament's once a year, um, and it usually does rotate uh, between uh, different provinces. But so And so this time around, it's ended up being in Winnipeg. So to be able to play this tournament in your hometown, that's got to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it's definitely amazing. Uh, I think we have uh, a lot more uh, uh, hometown um, audience that would cheer, cheer for us, and uh, it feels good to just be able to stay at home instead of staying at a hotel. Yeah, that must so. be nice to get home-cooked meals. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so when's your next match? Uh, tomorrow I play doubles at 10.30, and that'll be my first round for doubles. Okay. Are, do you fancy yourself more of a singles player or doubles player, or are you pretty equal at both? Um, I'd say I'm slightly more of a singles player, but I do say I'm pretty good at both events. So I'm looking forward to try to win in both singles and the doubles. What's the biggest difference for those who may not know from a, like a tactical standpoint and just a physical standpoint between playing singles and playing doubles? Well, uh, obviously, uh, singles, it's a lot more, um, you need a lot more cardio to be able to compete as you got a lot more court to cover than when in doubles. But doubles, on the other hand, you have to have, be very quick, have a really strong smash to be able to penetrate the opponent's defense. So I'd say that's the main difference. Who's your partner for doubles? My partner is uh, Tien Vo. Uh, he's also from Manitoba, and we play at the same club. So Yeah, I've actually interviewed him before. Uh, so he plays at the winter mm-hmm. club then, so I take it you do as well. 
Yep, exactly. So how long have you two been partners? Um, this is actually our first time playing together. So uh, we'll definitely want to see how that goes. And uh, I do think we have a really good chance of doing well in this tournament. How important is chemistry in doubles? Oh, it's super important. Um, to be on the same page as your partner will really allow um, to easily rotate on the court and to basically play without hesitating. So it's super important. What are your expectations going into this? Is it to compete for the title in both singles and doubles? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely want to uh, go as far as I can. And like you said, I do want to compete for to get the gold medal in singles and both doubles. So. And how do you realistically view your chances? Um, well, I th do you think I have a fair chance in both singles and doubles? Obviously, it's very tough to come up on top of everyone, every other uh, team and every other opponent in singles and doubles. But I do say, say that I have a fair chance of winning in both events. So, How much training has kind of led up to this tournament for you? Uh, well, it's been I've been playing since I was 14 and or 13, actually. And since then, I've been training every year, uh, every year playing a different age category, obviously. And so I just say years of years and years of training. Is this the biggest tournament you've ever been a part of? Um, I wouldn't say so. I've played a couple of uh, international tournaments uh, beforehand, and I'd say those are on a slightly larger scale. Okay. But this is definitely uh, an important tournament. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, have you had to deal with any injury problems over that course? Oh, yeah. I've had uh, many injuries. Um, back when I was 17, uh, I actually ended up hurting my Achilles pretty badly. And even this year right now, I'm currently uh, a little uh, banged up with a knee injury, but we're just going to keep going. And how tough was that to kind of just sit on the sideline and not be able to play? Oh, it's very tough. Uh, watching your friends play and your opponents competing, it's, it's very tough because you just wish you could be out there and competing against the other guys and at least have a chance to compete, right? So it's pretty tough. How are you right now physically, though? Um, not too bad. Definitely a bit of swelling in the knee, but I don't think it'll affect my game too much. Okay. So uh, I feel pretty good. And uh, do you play badminton at university too, or are you just kind of on the side? Uh, it's it's more of a it's more of a club activity. So I do not actually represent the university. I just mostly represent uh, the Winnipeg Winter Club. Do, do the Bisons have a badminton team? Uh, I'm not too sure. Actually, that's a. Uh, Maybe not a, not a question for me, but more yeah. for the, the sports program at the university. Yeah, just thinking out loud, I'm tri I don't think they actually do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but I think it would be fantastic if they did have one because we'd have a lot of good players that would be able to play for the university. Mm -hmm. So how many of the your friends are, are part of this tournament too? Oh, I got a – we got a, a lot of friends. I mean, every age category, I have a, uh, at least a few friends competing and uh, – yeah, it's really great, especially that it's in Manitoba um, and Winnipeg. Uh, basically, all of my friends that play badminton have entered this tournament, so we have a nice strong group going in. Do you cheer for each other, or are you trying to beat everyone? Well, um, if I'm obviously if I'm not playing against them, I will cheer for them, right? But uh, if I step on the court and I got to play one of my friends, then uh, it's uh, nobody's. When you step on court, nobody's a friend, right? But off the court, and if they're playing a different opponent from a different province, yeah, I'll definitely cheer for my teammates. Have your uh, family been able to come out and watch you so far? Yep. My, uh, today in my first match, my mom and dad actually ended up coming out, so that was good. And where are these matches being played? 
they're, uh, they're being played at the Qualco Center uh, in downtown Winnipeg at the Sport for Life facility. So okay, and that's uh, that's a pretty new facility, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that was it was made for the Canada Summer Games. Yeah, back in uh, 2017 or something like that. Now, were you a part of the uh, the Manitoba contingent at the Red Deer Canada Games just a couple months ago? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was part of that team. And how did that go for you? Uh, it went pretty well. Um, I didn't actually. I came up short of getting a medal. I ended up getting fifth in singles, doubles, and the team event. So close to a medal, but not quite. Did that give you kind of an idea of what you'd be up against going into this tournament? Oh, definitely. I see uh, a lot of familiar faces from those games from other provinces. So I do. I do really know my opponents really well, and they obviously know me well. So. Just as just as a whole, where does Manitoba kind of sit in the national picture of badminton? Um, I'd say we are uh, we're on the top provinces. That would definitely belong to Ontario, Alberta, and BC. But right behind them, I think Manitoba is doing a really good job of catching up to those provinces, considering the population difference too. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Felix, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight, and good luck throughout this tournament here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?